ladies and gentlemen. You've got the illustrious Anthony Blomfield with Update. Thanks for coming on in. So, yeah, tuned into another awesome technology show. Anthony Blomfield, Update. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, it's going to be a positive show. It's going to be a positive show. I got my coffee. Good morning again. Update Anthony Blomfield, thanks for coming in. My website's update.chat. Um, thanks for coming on in. And don't forget you can email me, um, Anthony at, uh, sorry, hello at update.chat. You can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, Anthony Blomfield. Send me your questions for your technology questions. Um, let us know what you want to know about in the tech world. Um, email me, spam me, send me chocolates. Um, but the first thing is, is yeah, please tweet your friends. If you're listening in the car right now and you're stressed out, tweet your friend, tune into this cool guy, Anthony, on the radio, um, planetaudio.org.nz forward slash update, and you can stream that anywhere in the world wide web. And, um, yeah, so please do that. Send it through. Send your text to a couple of friends. Send an email. Send a tweet. Send a spam. Send me, uh, send it to some people who might be interested. Maybe some people in the media who, um, need to, uh, increase their brain capacity by 0.1%. Right. Okay, guys. So, yeah, you got into the update. All right. So, um, yeah, so it's a tech show. I don't know. Um, finally getting a bit of an audience. Thank God for that. Um, the truth, the good news is, is as I get a bigger audience, the show will become more professional. Um, so, um, sorry to say, if you're sort of the early birds to my show, um, I've, I've gone, um, some interesting topics, but, um, next year will be a bit more formalized with people calling in potentially on their, their problems with the computer. But, um, yep. So good, good today. Um, so you've probably heard me in previous shows talk about, What's going wrong? What's going right? But today I'm going to talk, made a commitment last night to talk about the positive things, things that are going well, okay? Be a big positive, optimistic person Um, because I had um, big, good coffee. I went for three coffees and um, good, going well, I guess specifically in relates to technology in New Zealand, what parts of this our society or, or economy is doing well in tech and what parts are missing. And if you're in the politics, pretty much this is the this is what you need to be listening to right now, me, people. So stop following, no disrespect, but don't follow Obama's tweets today. Tune into me and I'll tell you what we need to do. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk basically how this is going to work is that um, I do feel sorry for New Zealand. I really do. I, um, it's a real shame. And it's all to do with not galvanizing on the poor, clever kids who work really hard on smart ideas, turning them into money-making ventures for the country. We don't bake the cake Okay, that's going to be the same. We we throw all the ingredients in the bowl, we mix it all around, we never put the cake in the oven in New Zealand, we never cook it and sell it. And there's some sad, sad parts, and, and let's be blunt, let's start straight ahead with Mike Hosking, who is probably one of the, the saddest letdowns to the country for having the ability to join the dots, having the ability to put the right bits of a pie in the right places but so woefully uh, ignorant that he, he, he does, if, doesn't do that job. And then many in the media like him who have a position to be interviewing and bringing in the right people to join the parts of the economy that aren't working. And instead he just, I don't know, hits his himself over the head and goes on about skateboards and lime scooters. So he's not only, you know, sort of useless, he's also a negative. But positive show, positive show today. All right. Um, but yeah, and hopefully you'll see that it's really sad. So I'm trying to think of an analogy of what's going on in New Zealand. And my thoughts would be like, 
you've got a whole lot of smart young people around, sort of in the corners. I think of, like, um, they're all climbing a big cliff, okay? They're all trying to climb up this cliff, and half of them don't even have safety gear. They're kind of like, you know, they're going to maybe step, put a little nail in the rock, and they take a step, and gosh, and they're going up this, you know, let's say it's a thousand-foot cliff, okay? And so, you, you know, Tommy, he, you know, he's studied physics, and he's got to level one. He's got a student debt, and... Then he's, he's, he's working on um, learning AI in his spare time, artificial intelligence, and he takes the next step and, you know, and then starts reading some books on, on um, you know, methane gas being produced from our farmers and he sort of holds onto this cliff. And then um, at the top of the cliff, you've got, like, um, the government institutes saying, you know, we want, we want more exports of tech. We want more exports of tech. So they're like... Um, dropping big ropes down this big cliff from the top, okay? So they're like, oh, we, 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 we're the Gallaham Foundation. We want to try and get these young people like Tommy who's learned AI. And then we have the bunch of absolute bastards who are creaming it, living in the middle, somewhere on some platform, and you know who you are. You're getting the money or the lovely accolades or the, the things from these ropes from the government but you're not pulling up these Tommies who have these great ideas in there, some artificial intelligence for the methane gas. So there's this middle layer that are like, they've got, you can see these um, people climbing up the cliff as hard as they can, and they see the ropes of the government coming down to try and, you know, join these people up so we can be a profitable country, and you've got the people in the middle going, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I got money. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to let you smart kids fall off that cliff. Last hold and fall and break your skull and blood all over the ground. And then the government or the ropes will say, well, we can't just keep dangling these ropes. And that's what's happening. And a classic example is a chancellor of Auckland, University of Auckland recently, okay? Um, and this is big. So here you go. How's this, guys? Straight from the horse's mouth. So they um, always looking for funds from the government to help these Tommies do great things. Recently took, I believe, um, $2 million away from AUT for these research assignments. And guess what? They've done... Five million dollars for a house in Parnell for the Chancellor to have their cocktail parties. Five million dollars. We're not so we're not exporting um, some great widget uh, New Zealand right now. We're not we're not um, sending AI technology on how to produce uh, save methane in the farming industry because those people at the university that have been trusted to join these dots. Hey, we'd rather have a $5 million house in Parnell, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, yes, yes, crash and burn society in, in the economy, but <laughs> we're very comfortable, thank you very much. We've actually got a gate, so you can push that button if you wish, and you might come in, but... <laughs> so that's what we're doing as a country, and it's really sad. So we've got good parts that are working really hard, and that's where I'm going to, oh, oh, it's my positive show. It's going to be about those guys today, the people that are working. And I see them, and quite frankly, they work to the death. I've seen some young kids who are working in sort of hard tech. They don't eat. They're skin and bone, some of these guys, okay? It's two-minute noodles. And um, yeah, because I'm positive, I'm going to be telling what the biggest myth that Sort of the, you know, you, you sort of your mums and dads out there, your sort of 60-year-old fathers are sort of probably believe. And it's this, this narrative that I'm going to about to destroy right now. We have the best government in the world, all right? I'm going to tell you right now, that is the truth, okay? We basically have the best government in the world, okay? And anyone that knows me knows how hard I am as a critic and how real I am. Okay, and so when I say something, I don't just say it for fun, for giggles. Um, you know, I'm a hardcore right winger. You know, but anyway, we have the best government in the world, and this is because I get involved, I study, I meet, I greet, I get out, and we are so blessed with our uh, civil service 
and how hard our political structure works to try to help the the common person. So so that's going to be one part of the show, how hard our government works for us. Okay, And so really, guys, behooves us to thank them for that and come good on making technology and getting rich. All these evil people that keep blaming Jacinda because there's kid, kids sleeping in cars. Uh, 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 uh. Look at yourself. It's because you're not investing in smart technology with your money right now, and you know it. And if you're being blessed with intelligence, you're not using it to push some technology and get intellectual property. The truth is it's the sort of the middle... These people in the middle that are just sort of cruising through New Zealand life, kind of like investing in absolutely cruel things and taking always the lazy option. So they're, they're really, if you, you think about the poverty and, 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 and people and cars and kids going out without shoes, um, it is not Jacinda's fault. Um, it's so sad that they keep throwing rocks at the political parties and often it's ridiculous anyway because the, all there seems to be is the argument as you get kind of like some of the academia going, hey, hey, I think you should tax people more. Take everybody's tax and then give it to the people who have no shoes. Right, okay, well, that's mathematically impossible to solve poverty by taxing people with money, right? But anyway, somehow those people are academics. And then the other side... Is you sort of, you know, a bit of your baby boomer on on your speedboat going, ah, ah, that person working in a factory for, you know, a small amount of money just simply should be able to pay for those kids' shoes. I'm not spending tax. So so blaming politicians or, or trying to make them solve this is, is ridiculous, okay? It really is the simple reality that New Zealand is not producing um, technology and exporting it, okay? That's really what New Zealand, you know, smoke and mirrors, guys, elephant the room, okay, let's, God, I seem I have to do everything this day and age, but New Zealand's a great country, we've got lots going on, we've got a beautiful environment, we are not exporting high profit technology, okay, there you go, and, you know, slap Mike Hoskin over the head for, for spending his job and hundreds of thousands and never really addressing this, just being an ass, <laughs> being an asshole. <laughs> Excuse my language, but someone's got to say it, right? You all think it. Um, so, yeah, you've got these this situation where um, we're not exporting technology. And we all want to live as if we're Americans. We all want to live like we're living in the post-industrial age. Um, but... What we've done in New Zealand is we've um, we're making the farmers work harder and harder and harder and harder and harder on the same business model that made the country wealthy in the seventies. Great farmers are doing what they do best. Get off their backs. They are amazing. They are producing the best blooming carrots and broccoli in the world and exporting it. Working through the night, they do. I'm sure anyone who's worked with uh, these agricultures know that three in the morning, those packing boxes are still going. So it is not their fault. The, what is New, uh, New Zealand economies holding us back is not exporting high-yield technology, okay? So um, please, that is what you want to be saying. And I'm hoping that New Zealand, I, you know, my little bit, I want your conversations and your lunch breaks to start being smarter. I want, uh, you know, every time you have a conversation, I'll go, New Zealand needs to export high-yield technology. Yeah, that, that like that should be your tweet rather than, I don't know, um, global warming's a myth, you know, like whatever your, your other brainwashed cliches are. So just, just that's where we need to be. We need to be, New Zealand's not exporting high-yield tech, Okay. And it's not the fault of the government. It's not. They're actually doing amazing to try to help. But they're a political class. They're not supposed to actually be the ones writing up intellectual property agreements, um, putting together the electronic circuits and getting on a plane and making a meeting in Silicon Valley. 
you know they're there to make a, a, a situation where we can do that and they kind of have done that in many ways right so and then you do have a lot of sort of people that don't get the support because um, we are quite a fragmented society you know we don't really stick together and and we've got these super contrasts of really smart people in New Zealand and really thick people um, sort of like unlike Australia where they're kind of just a bit more average <laughs> you know they're all kind of like smarty but not geniuses in my mind we, we're in New Zealand you get one or two sort of um, rocket lab guys and then there, and then you get you know sort of a hundred people that get confused about how to open a can of beans and if you think that's a joke go flatting all right um, so yeah so that's where we where we are now we need to export high yield technology and um, so I'm going to talk about who's doing well and that what, what parts are doing their best and where we can join the dots to make it actually happen so the first thing is is um, and I've done a show on this if you want to go back a few few months is intellectual property people we've got to get onto it with intellectual property um, and this is a hit on you lawyers okay if you if you care about your profession blim and modernize yourself because you're about to become extinct if you don't no disrespect Um the us IT people, like we've had, seemed to have to do for the entire planet of the monkeys, is we will we will take over your industry soon, um, lawyers. The IP, the the IT industry, like we're doing, you know, with logistics, and there's not much part of the economy that computers are not taking over. And it's and it's people blame the computer people, but it's generally because you've been too lazy in your own industry. I mean, look at the taxi industry, years and years and years have been pretty blooming useless and it's us software guys that had to write an app so that we liberated the whole tax industry bang click a finger done um so you know even the film industry you know it's now more cheaper to get an actor be done by um cgi so if you in industries don't uh, update yourself again, us poor IT people will have to be the only ones in the world innovating. We'll we'll come over and we'll take your industry and we'll make you irrelevant. So this is a warning to the lawyers: you need to modernise intellectual property, and you need me to make it accessible, and you need to stop protecting your own domain. Okay, stop looking after your own pocket and really care about intellectual property and what it can do and make it accessible, okay? Every single um, information centre uh, library should have a bulletin board or a post in there saying, here is the 10 steps to getting intellectual property. Please call this number if you're stuck. So, intellectual property. There's no point um, wasting our time in New Zealand exporting thousands and thousands and thousands of logs when one document of a smarter invention 10 pages long can earn the same amount of all those logs in a month so this is what australia did guys so australia um a research institute funded by the government admittedly in in this case um about 20 years ago they invented (laughs) wi-fi okay australia they understand this over there. They understand, man, do we really want to just sell rocks and coal? So, like, like let's, let's innovate Wi-Fi, sell it, and they got the intellectual property license on Wi-Fi. This Australian. Uh, the Australian Institute there. And now every manufacturer since the beginning of Wi-Fi sends over a big fat royalty check to the Australians. And that pays for their health care so they can fund cancer drugs so their citizens don't die as early as ours. So this is real. And this is why, you know, if I bash my Koskin, it's because he, for 30, you know, we're 20 years behind and he still hasn't even read a book on anything intellectual, I think, and others like him. And it's not just, because, you know, people think of people in the media as just entertainment. They're not. These are critical roles to update our country, to join the critical dots, massive gaps in our society. So, yeah, so so the, the, the Wi-Fi that they got is funding so much of this, you know, just, just that one intellectual property invention is 
able to fund their such good quality health care over the year. Um, and then it builds on top of itself because they had a better healthcare system. They didn't have to shut down their country as much for COVID and therefore, like, these things matter, people, all right? And so as much as you're sleepy or at the universities and, oh, I got a $5 million house in Parnell, ha, 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 wow. I hope you're happy that there's millions of kids sleeping in cars. We haven't got intellectual property. We're not exporting heaps of our cancer, cancer drugs can't be funded because you've got five million dollar house and par now rather than going actually there's some budding students here that are looking at some new crystal memory um, allocation uh, algorithms and um, if we facilitate a little logistics lab of, of putting these these uh, these crystals together we can make a prototype and bang we could revolutionize memory for the whole world no no that five million is much better for cocktails and a five million dollar house in Parnell, isn't it so thank you very much universities and i think you'll uh, hope if you no one wants to hear me really hate on the tertiary institutes please go back to my last my show yeah i think it was my last show or the show before where i get into them a bit harder so yeah and so that's how important it is you know you know the fact that they invented wi-fi in australia and they didn't just sort of invent it and some poor guy who's you know in hamilton who's on his own with no 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 connections it was funded properly by the huge institute in australia um, they were smart enough to understand they had to go over to Apple, um, sell it, you know, actually turn up to these manufacturers and say, look, this is going to be the future. At the time, by the way, um, people didn't know what Wi-Fi was, but it was actually Apple were the first ones to commercialise it and they used the name Airport. But, you know, anyway, but the clever thing is, is it's like, um, you know, it's not just having the intellectual property. You've got to actually come good on it. You gotta be aggressive with sales, all right? Okay. So anyway, so IP is the biggest is is the big one for a country. To be, you know, for a modern country to be rich. Um, I personally think that every university lecturer should have one patent a a a, a year minimum as part of the contract. I mean, actually, me personally, uh, straight up, I really would say one patent a month for any university lecturer at any university, tertiary institute in New Zealand, or we want all your money back. <laughs> like, like you know, but, you know, my word's a bit different to this nice, woke world. Um, so, yeah, I would be like, yeah, every university lecturer, come on, guys, you're supposed to be the top of your game. Show us the money. Stop, you know, going to your cocktail parties. Where's the patent? Where's your patent? Um, so that's that's the bare minimum to be a lecturer. Like, who are you to kind of like say you're you know you're a lecturer if you're not? You don't have patents on your name, you know? Because everything else is just such smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, I just it's like yeah, like show us really your your patent. Um, so that's one. Then the next thing needs to be um, every single one of these big. Uh, state-owned enterprises needs to have um, patents being produced. Fonterra needs to have a wing which is producing at least a patent a week. They should be pushing out patents a week. Or, and I hope the farmers, because the farmers, like I say, you guys are working really hard and your your head office is just absolutely milking you. <laughs> and it's, you know, I hope the farmers one day turn up to the head office and, um, you know, say, excuse me very much, um, excuse me in the nicest possible way, we'd like to come for some cookies. Um, because you should, you know, it's not really up to you farmers, but, you know, on your behalf, I'll say, you need to tell those, you know, what's, where's my our patents? Where's your patent division? Who, who's the director head of IP? We don't give a damn who's head of suits and, and PowerPoint presentations. Who's the director giving us our intellectual property that we're, we're licensing to every other milk producer in the world? And what needs to happen to do that is you generally get... Don't go through a recruiting agency to find someone in that world. You need to get um, word of mouth. To find people that really produce in this world, it's all word of mouth. It's... Anyone that's sort of, it's word of mouth, um, not not like, oh, oh, yes, he worked at a university. Oh, yeah, no, it's word of mouth like, 
you know, my neighbour, he has a boulder and he actually has a shed at the back and he's an old farmer and he's been inventing things his whole life. Good. Bring him in, put on a bit of suit and tie. He is now the director at Fonterra and he will be given money to employ actual engineers to commercialise these patents. Stop, you know, playing these games, people. I mean, like I say, this is real. You know, people think of sort of money as a sort of thing that's there, it's not there. It's like, well, look at Australia. They're funding cancer drugs. And all our kind of smiles and boardroom meetings are producing absolutely rubbish. Generally, generally, okay? Um, next thing. Okay, so so you got, uh, you know, so Fonterra needs, again, an IP division, intellectual property, and they need, and look, this isn't rocket science, you know? I mean, the fact is, I, I spam this stuff on my LinkedIn every day, and if you, if you gave a damn any of you people who give a damn about the country, you'd give me a call, and I'd turn up there, and I'd f- kick over chairs, and I'd bring in some proper techs, and I'd say, bang, I want IP, and I want it by the hour, on the hour. And so all you do is you get someone like me. <laughs> it's not me. I'm going to do that. Anyone who's really passionate about, who has you know, scientific degree, of course, um, it's world experience, you know, a little bit older in life. And then what you do, they, they come in, sit on the boardroom table, they're given a budget, and they only need a little, an office part of the Fonterra building, let's say, you know, floor 16, and they um, bypass human resources, grab, you know, five engineers, two um, intellectual property lawyers, and um, look at all the problems that the, the all the farms are dealing with and start blooming, putting down solutions, technology solutions on a whiteboard. And then those lawyers, day and night, are filing applications for patent in there. And that office does not go home. It is, works 24-7. They have their own keys. They have machines that are available, and they spit out IP. So that's just, just in Fonterra, that's what we need, okay? One part of your, your you know, if you've got the, the room right now that's probably set up for, like, counselling or feel-good studies, maybe you could kick them all out and get a, get a room for... This is the IP room. We've got someone who cares about IP. We've got some farmers who understand what the problems are. And we've got a couple of lawyers and a couple of engineers. Bang. There you go. All right. So that's this one, Tara. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Where we're selling IP for all sorts of milk products and, and stuff. And, yeah, I know we do once in a while. We, we come out with some bit of IP. Great. It's not good enough. We need to be banging out IP weekly for a company like Fonterra, Fonterra, and it needs to be profitable, okay? And just be be real about it. If if the people on that team aren't producing, you know, quite, fire them, take the hit from the employment court because, you know, firing people now is so ridiculous. I honestly think it's time now where people just simply go, yep, burn me, fire them, pay the fine, 30000 whatever it is, the employment courts, these politically correct, stupid places, and and then get someone else. You know, like that engineer didn't quite understand how milking produces. He couldn't get that machine to work properly. You're fired tomorrow. Get someone from America. Turn them up. Fly them over. Right, you're working on this device. Good. You made it work. IP it. Good. And that, you know, that's like sleepy, sleepy New Zealand sitting in the backwaters all getting broke day and day while we all patting ourselves on the back for smiling and producing nothing and we can't do that anymore right so that's Fonterra and then you've got um telecom um telecom I mean I've, I've hated on telecom before but they're doing such a bad job now that even I think the people that run telecom uh, are disappointed by their lack of innovation I think even the people that run telecom are bored of buying more and more houses and not having any cool tech to play with um, I can sort of sense it when they're desperate. They keep putting 5G. Come and look at our 5G. Come and look at our 5G. Well, you think about an actual te- um, a company that produces IP in America called AT&T. AT&T is just a rename of Bell Labs, by the way, which was Thomas Edison. And um, what it is, is AT&T, which is sort of like New Zealand's chorus or telecom, is sort of the world... Of all things telecommunication, they they produce so much intellectual property and inventions. 
just screaming it out. Like, I mean, they invented the transistor, for God's sake, you know. And so you just think of all these IPs that AT&T are making by the day, you know, constantly getting decent, hardworking scientists. They have a whole building. Right, guys, let's see if we can improve protocols, communication, transmission, security, um, battery life, um, satellite communication technology, avionics, and telecom. Oh, well, you know, let's get all the same old boring buffets that have run all the companies, you know, probably ex, you know, line breweries to come in here. And what are we going to innovate? Oh, let's try streaming sport, but we don't really even know how to do that. So, you know, again, telecom needs an IP division. You know, let's be blunt, fire the directors, get some people that really understand intellectual property on telecom, on Chorus and Spark. Wouldn't that be amazing to have a Spark, had a whole, you know, whole floor at least. Most of these companies overseas have a whole building for intellectual property. But I'd, I'd start with a floor. So a whole floor or two floors of the Chorus building and Spark. Right, guys? You're improving telecommunications. You're coming out with better uh, encryption protocols. You're coming out with ways that we can um, do media, new codecs. Day in, day out. I want you licensing these to other communications around the world so that we don't just have to keep ripping off our poor customers by putting more and more fees on there, sending a text. So again, so that's just two big companies, right? But this is this is throughout the board. So, but but the th- reason I'm hating on these is these guys have got the resources. You know, it's a bit hard when you're a, you know, you're a mechanic and you you know you've you 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 make let's say you, you're in Waikato right now and you're making a sort of an outboard, some sort of you know outboard for boats, and um, maybe you're just making one part. It's very hard for you just to get all the resources like rather than Frontier and Spark. You do not get these. You know. And again, you know, the people that should be holding these people accountable is the media. But and and the media are so dumb. Let's be honest. I mean, wow. Have you? I, I literally have to use my brain to run a process in my head to have like to almost have a, a cycle in my head called dumb version of me that runs so I can understand what they're talking about. That's for the most of the media. So if they were educated, they'd be holding these companies to account. You know what I mean? They'd be holding Fonterra and, and, and stuff and going, look, you're getting huge amounts of money for the milk. You sold off Tip Top. Where's your IP? Um, same with Chorus, same with Spark. And then same with universities. You know, you, you're a lecturer. You're supposed to, you, you've, you've had your whole life here. Where's your theories? Where's your um, IP? Where's your patents? Where's, where's the new chemical um, machine for detecting DNA and patenting that? You know, we, we, where is it? I mean, it happens just sporadically, but it, it should be day in, day night, you know. And these should be metrics, you know. This should not even be, this is not even a bonus. Cause I just, it's not like, oh, they've done a patent. It's like part of your job description is 9 o'clock you turn up. Then you rattle on blah, 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 monotone to your students, take half their money, and then when you finish the lecture, go upstairs to your big glorious office, produce IP, or we'll find someone else to do your job. Like, that that's kind of what it should be at the university level. Right. Next thing is, um, oh, that's right, it's going to be a positive show, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, the next thing is um, the lack of real accountability, like with Gallaham Foundation. They... We, we are just simply too polite and, and, and you know, it's almost same in face. But, like, you know, you, you take these companies like Centrality, you know, you need people to say, where's the money? You know, like, you're given state money, you're given government funds and all these sort of things. Um, and you have, like, the Gallaham Foundation, which is an innovation thing, right? So it gives out money to these startups. These startups are bloody useless. You can tell that straight away for anyone who really knows and then what happens with these startups is it's the old Kiwi culture of excuses. Now, I'm saying, like, I could, I, I really want to say this more visceral and more cruelly. I've been very polite by this. Um, that it's called excuses. And an excuse to fail. And this is so part of the New Zealand culture that it's like almost a given. So this is how it goes, okay? And this is hiding my anger. 
Uh, yes, yes, I'm ex. I I'm uh, ex. I I worked with um, someone in the 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 rugby industry, and I'm a bit connected. And me and my friends think that uh, we could make um, a better way of of. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, we we think we've got something for sports to show people if. They're, they're running correctly, you know. Oh, yeah, so me and my sports friend, we, we, we think that people should be running more on straight lines, and I'm, I'm actually a little bit connected with the, with the All Blacks, you know, like the, the sporting fraternity of New Zealand. So, so um, I know that you know the minister in charge of funding, um, and so this is a great thing. It's, it's going to help us improve how we run. And so they get a meeting with the Gillingham Foundation, and and sort of these people a little bit well known and oh, 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 hi Mike how's your how's your son blah 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 and King's College oh yeah very good very good oh it's a good idea I think we need to make this this app for detecting if people are running better yeah absolutely absolutely um, so what should we do well they start with basically some money generally from the government okay. And then they get this money, and then they sort of get some money from uh, 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 one of these banks that don't have a lot. And then they go, oh, well, we better go th- do it by the book. So let's hire a massive big office and get, you know, have the cappuccino machine there and a big sign there that says sports technology and spend 30000 for that. And let's get a secretary that says, welcome to sports technology. And then let's get some more money and fund. Um, let's get a couple of engineers to come in and say, how can we make this app for sports technology? And the thing is, is because that's not often the, uh, these sort of people that do the startups, actual hard work money, it's sort of state money. It's like, well, first release will be two years away for this app, two years away. And then they get these technicians, and because they have no idea about actually, you know, what a quality software coder is, they get all these liars because most people who say they're a software developer from experience lie. So they get them in, and they don't quite understand how to make an app detect, you know, the speed of a run. So they go, oh, that's okay. Let's uh, let's just wait around and fly around the country a bit more and borrow a bit more money, and then a year goes by. And they go, well, look, sorry, Gallaham Foundation, we actually need another million because we didn't quite get that product. That's not going how we originally thought. That's okay. Your friends are friends, and I can see there's a great future in an app that tells you how to run. So then they get it there, and they employ some more people that they know what they're doing. And then they fudge together a bit of an app that sort of works. It says, oh, look, this detects when you're running. Isn't that amazing? And they get a little award and they go and have some croissants and tell everyone, look what we've made, look what we've made and drive around. And this is then when it gets the ugly part. So it's sort of two years in, right? So they've made the app, spent, you know, millions of dollars. The app doesn't really do what they originally thought it was going to do. And they go... Wow, look, isn't this cool app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, um, um, okay, it's not really, yeah, now what do we do? We sell it. All right, let's try and sell it. Okay. Hmm, yeah, oh, I didn't realize that actually there's a lot of apps that do this already by companies that were fast. Oh, well, uh, it's a good app. And then this is what happens. One director has a fight with the other director. They start blaming each other. They start blaming the staff. Oh, it was your fault. In the end, they blame the government often. Oh, we need more money. How can you not? Two million's not enough for this. Let's give us some more money. Go, oh, we need more money. And then they somehow get more money often. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah, now we've got, you know, the five million. Now this app's going to work. Now this app's going to sell. Going to make the country rich. Then they don't understand digital marketing, but, you know, it's all sort of smoke and mirrors and up and down. And, and, and all this time they've all been getting, you know, paid. So they've probably gone and actually secretly gone and, you know, bought another house. And then finally what happens is generally they might sell it to like three customers, you know. Addy, you know, Sports ac- 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 Academia in Lincolnshire of England 
and they might get some money, you know, and they might even get a million dollars. They might even, you know, oh, yeah, it's great. We've got a contract. We've got a million dollars. And, oh, we might even, you know, they might even, if they're lucky in a good case scenario, sell the app enough to sort of, my experience, to pay about half of the debt. Never more. Never more. And then so it's like, oh, well, it's not a big loss, not a big loss, you know, you know, not a big loss. And this is what they do. And then they, the worst thing that happens, I can't even say it, do you know what they do now? They then go back to the government and go, can we get you to buy this app for Team New Zealand or Hockey New Zealand or, the you know, the the, the cricket team? Because, you know, you paid us to make this health app for running. So, you know, you might as well buy it off us. And the government does. So what New Zealand does. The government will then buy the app off them. They produce it, didn't really make a huge export. And these directors walk away. And then and then, then, then this little app gets... And then you all wonder why some people, you know, whatever you're doing now, I bet you you're being given some technology, being told by the government. You're like, this doesn't really do anything. It's a waste of bloody time. So, you know, you're, 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 you're a sports athlete now and you're like... Oh, I've got to put all my what I eat into this app and I've got to tell it where it runs. Yeah. So, so the way to solve that is start being real and accountability. And so it's like centrality, produce or pay us back. And none of this niceness, none of this, oh, you employed someone that didn't know what they were doing. You employed someone that didn't know what you're doing you're banned from ever being a director again. Like, let's get real. Um, that's your whole point. If you don't know how to get someone that knows how to do software develop and you're trying to do a tech company, then you, you, you go, go go and wash cars. Um, so that's one. Number two is um, staff need to be accountable. If you're employing an engineer or software developer and they're lied on their CV, we need we need repercussions for that. We need personal... Um, Suing almost. Like, you can't fire someone, but if someone turns up, spends six months doing something, you're paying for them, and it turns out, oh, yeah, I pretty much lied. Well, thank you. We want our money back. <laughs> anyway, so that's one thing we can do, all right? Another thing. And so so we have to hold these companies accountable, you know. Um, um, what's that company? Um, Gallaham Foundation, again, who, who keeps sending money to all these so-called brilliant ideas that are coming out. We, we need accountability. We need, like, hardcore. We, I won't lie. We almost need jail time, and I've seen this done overseas, where someone said, I'm going to build a rocket. It was called Aerospace, and the CEO was, was like, um, had to flee the country because the, the, the government was like, we gave you a whole lot of money to do that, and you didn't produce. You're going to jail. Um, and it's almost like Gallaham's giving money to these startups. You produce, or we're going to have you for fraud, you know, going to jail. Thank you very much. You you told us this engine was going to be in every helicopter in the world and it turns out it's slower than an old motormower engine and you've got all this money and all your directors have got a house, you know. So accountability needs to be there. And um, that needs to be a cultural thing, not just a government thing, you know. As a culture, we need to be like, we, you know, there's an old movie that says show us the money. It's like... In our conversations with our friends, we've got to stop listening to smoke and mirrors and say, I don't give a damn. Show me the results. You know, it's not that we don't love you and we don't respect you. It's just like, look, you know, show us what you're talking about. Show us the money. Um, and, yeah, that's what we need to do. And then, so so then these companies, let's say they're, they're making a widget and it's going to be, you know, sports or whatever. They, if they feel that there's a cultural pressure to say you're not going to get away with a half-assed version of an app, they might actually do some due diligence and get some actual people that really know this stuff. And often those people are ugly looking. You know, they do not wear a suit. They smoke all day. They're missing, you know, they're, they're, they're worn out and they're angry and they swear and they'll probably come in, they'll jump on a plane and they'll, they'll might come in from some part of, you know, Birmingham, England or or you know, part of LA and they go, mate, your app's absolutely rubbish, but it's you've got one little idea there that we can turn into something commercial. But um, you're not getting in a big office, you're not getting a coffee machine, you're not getting a secretary. We need two engineers and let me choose who they are 
and they will be performance managed the whole way through. Like that, that's what it takes. Um, and even at that point, that guy would say to the directors, and also, I want you personally to put your houses on this if you really believe it. You know, like, like it needs to be like um, much more real. You know, much more. You're going to make an app. You better damn make sure that app makes money because the the taxpayer is sick of just giving away free money. You know, no more. Um, yeah, so that's so that's the account. So we got accountability. We got universal lecturers actually being performanced into doing IP. We got the legal institute making IP accessible. So that's part of their their modernisation. Um, I think they should have open days on it. I think they should have uh, all lawyer institutes should be going to schools. <clears throat> Every single big lawyer company should have one of their staff saying, we're going to do a lecture at schools and we're going to take some documentation of what IPs are. God damn it, you should make a little documentary if you're a lawyer company saying all the smart people throughout the history of time and what intellectual property did for them, you know. Um, you should have little, uh, you, you know, YouTubes of Thomas Edison and how he did IP and here's an application form and here's our team and this is what you can do. But you're not, you're like this big closed door, kind of like, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's work, work, work and you on, on eggshells and you might kind of meet one of us big lawyers who, who kind of just keep it all so hidden what goes on. Yes, it's so mysterious. What is a patient? Oh, you just wouldn't know. Yes, you wouldn't. You know, that game's over, guys. Like I say, us IT people will rip your industry to sheds. We will write algorithms that let anyone go to a website and do their own IP. We'll have bots that organize it. We'll have um, community-based intellectual property forums and we'll put you all back working uh, in kitchens if you don't hurry up and modernize your industry, just like we did to the taxi industry and not many other industries. And we're about to do the banking industry too, by the way, with cryptocurrency. We're really looking forward to these. So um, one of the things I do is cryptocurrency. And when we execute this properly, all the banks will look like Kodak in the 80s holding on to um, you know, the old foam. And cryptocurrency banks, which we're doing, will just be like, every young person will be like, what, you seriously want me to go to one BNZ and wait in line for your stupid fees when I can download an app and use a smart currency? Go back to the Stone Age banks. So, And, and I won't lie, that train has already started because banks were warned about this you know, 20 years ago to to get on it and they ignored everyone and they go well what are you going to do humans and so you know the cool IT people that saved the world said excuse I shouldn't say that some cool IT people not me basically said "Mm, we can use our mathematical genius to basically create a currency that cannot be stopped by anyone (laughs) and we're going to call it bitcoin and it's not perfect but you know that is just going to keep growing and these banks are just going to be like huh how come no one wants to use our money, huh? And so we're going to do that to the lawyers if you don't modernise, but we haven't yet. Um, so, yeah, so get on it. And then, so we've got IP, um, lawyers, uh, like I said, make that accessible. We need uh, universities accountable. We need these big, big corporations be producing IP. I mean, even um, Auckland Council, their mammoth organisation, um, they need to be producing IP. I mean, even Watercare should be producing, I mean, God, what they do? They just hold water and pump it to us. They should actually, dare I say it, be producing intellectual property. They really should. And the fact that people don't realise that shows how dumb we are. The fact that the CEO who was, you know, we haven't appointed a CEO there that understands the value of of innovation and everything. Um, because if a good CEO would run in water care, would, might go, you know what, yep, we can IP the way customers pay. We can IP our quality control systems. We can IP our storage mechanisms. We might even IP a better way of, of keeping water pressure consistent. You know, uh, the fact that it's not even in our culture basically is because my, you, Mike Hoskin, is too lazy to pick up new scientific journal as part of your curriculum. Because if you personally did that, our whole country would hear these sort of conversations on the radio and we'd be talking about it. But So it's like people like him and other people who have a platform, oh, my God, it's like, wow. Honestly, like I'm sure they wouldn't even know how to open tuna baked beans. 
In fact, you hear about them laughing about it on, on talkback sometimes. Say, oh, so hard the other day. I got really confused. I, had, I bought a laptop and then, oh, 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 didn't know how to turn it on. Oh, 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 I'm so dumb. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, ban Lime Scooters. I hate Lime Scooters. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, well, dude, you should know how to turn a computer on. You, you, you're a media host. You should be educated, bro. Go and do a Nike school. <laughs> Our whole country has to listen to you. You're like, you're, you're where we get our information. If you're in a media, how can you not be learning? Anyway, anyway, won't rant. So, so that's yeah. So that's your big one with your um your IP. So we need to be pushing pushing IP, and then um yeah, because primary projects is kind of like burning out. We're burning these poor bastards out. You know, it's, it's cutting down logs. People are literally dying in their forestries because how hard they work and, you know, making mistakes and, and, and you know, this happen because that's how we push a primary industry. But, you know, there's this middle area of not getting IP and widgets. And I guess I'll just quickly go into all the widgets thing. So IP is the, the academic side of, you know, selling technology over the world. But um, you can also back that out with physical produce and... Um, that's starting to happen, but I just think that that, again, is um, not enough in the conversation. Um, most companies always import. Um, so, like, classic example, again, is you take Spark, you know, how much I hate them. I mean, how many modems have they put in all New Zealand's houses that they have not even spent quarter of their brain cells to innovate? They are just grab something that's made overseas and put it on a ship, pay pay for the shipping, and you get one in your house. You know, if they really cared, they'd say, you know what? Um, yeah, I understand that. Like some parts of technology, we can import it, but actually, for a lot of these, um, you know, the exchange boards, we're going to get them fabricated in, in Taranaki, or we're going to get them fabricated in Auckland. Even if they imported the microchips, for example, or even if they did the schematics and designed the circuit boards and imported them. You know, like like they could do things like say, well, um, okay, so New Zealand, the big thing about New Zealand is it's hilly and there's big, con- you know, up, downs and down, you know, big big changes to the, the gradients. And therefore, when we do um, our cell phone towers, you know, um, why don't they have, um, here we go, here's just free, free IP for them, you know. Uh, a machine learning chip that quickly works out the um, the power amplitude by um, detecting um, actual gradients of the customers. So it's like, you know, let's say you had a, a 5G cell phone tower at the top of Ponsonby, and you know it 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 did. It had you know aerials all around it, pointing in different directions, and then you have a, a machine learning chip, right, that actually learns what cell phones are getting close to that tower, and not just, uh, and then therefore the the aerial boosts the signal out a bit stronger on that area. But the AI or the machine learning would say things like, but also we can detect that this phone is coming from um, down the valley, and it's also you know like. We can we can critique the the signal strength real time constantly. Like we're kind of like, oh yeah, the uh, the machine learning chips kind of like working out. It needs to send a little bit more wattage on this side of the tower, but the, uh, the boost the the receiving uh, power and, 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 and like like and, and customize it for New Zealand if you know what I mean. Like so you make it like oh well okay so New Zealand's got some some differences. But what I, what basically what I'm trying to say is. You don't necessarily just simply get the same standard chips off, you know, that AT&T have patented. You know, they, they should be, Spark should actually be producing some of the electronics, you know, some of them. I mean, you know, even if they, they wanted to sort of find a better fibre optic that was, 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 could withstand an earthquake, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, uh, Spark has invented a fibre optic that can... Um, Flex more in an earthquake, and um, we've done it by using the best chemists and understand glass and silica. And now we're going to own that silica license and export them to any other countries that have this problem. Like, but that's not even in the remit. You know what I mean? It's just silica. Oh, oh yeah, um, fiber optic 
yeah, yeah, New Zealand, we'd never make that. We just sell logs. We're just going to import that. So that's the kind of thing, right? And it's just a matter of kind of like, like opportunities are there. It's just if you want to look for them, you know what I mean? Like if you've got a company that cares about making widgets and serious, there's always opportunities, you know. I mean, even, you know, in fashion or whatever. So it's just a matter of doing that. And then the last bit of this is the widget, whatever's made, we need to, you need to commercialize that much harder than we do. Um, I'll give you an example. So, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, Sea Legs are doing a great job. You know, they, they got the patent for, for the um, boats that the, the wheels go up and down on the back, right? Let's be honest. I mean, it's not that incredible, but, you know, good on them for, for having something there. So, um, so that's sort of, you know, the, the intellectual property of, of Sea Legs, the, these boats that the wheels come up. And the patented the mechanism does that, and so you know they they almost need an aggressive digital campaign. You know they need to grab um, some of their office space and put some people that understand digital marketing. You know search engine optimization, Google Analytics, and Facebook ads, so that they can be spamming that boat technology to all the dig- digital echelons around the world, so that people in Mexico are like, oh, oh. Only boat to buy. Only boat to buy. Who, who would buy a boat that didn't have wheels? Who would buy a boat without wheels? Stuff that. Like, aggressive, you know what I mean? Like, so every single person saying, oh, Selig, Selig, Selig. And then on that, uh, me personally, I think they need to be using digital analytics to get feedback from these potential clients going, hey, man, it's not just the wheels I, wheel, wheels I need to f- uh, fold up and down. Can you also have a um, fold down you know, like a little sail that folds up and down. Can you get up as a patent for that? Or um, boats also don't... Oh, here's one. Suspension is apparently now a thing in boats. You can literally have a boat that understands if a wave is coming for it and adjusts, truly. So, you know, maybe even Sea Legs goes, oh, yeah, we're getting a lot of people that do crash through surf and we got this patent. And so they could even up their patents. But it needs to be aggressive. It needs to be... New Zealand, this little sleepy, reactive country, is just we just we've just hurting our own people. You know, every time you see someone poor and hungry, it's because these things aren't being talked about. You know, we're not pushing our tech, we're not updating it. Anyway, so um, almost finished, but I'll just leave you with one positive thing, and that is, I think I love how Auckland Council has set up uh, the incubator space in Grid, Auckland. So that's really cool. I think that's really nice of them. That's one thing the council's done. I think um, our primary and secondary school teachers are doing a great job, uh, and I think our primary industry is doing good, and our food and water is good. But all those other people get you, get you A into G. All right. Anthony, update.